Blog Talk Radio. I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met. Diamond Dallas Page started doing yoga, man. I started doing a, a thing called DDP yoga. It's Nacho Mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the Diamond Cutter. Diamond Cutter! Took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP Yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP Yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP. Radio. Well, 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 it is Wednesday night. It is 9 p.m. where I currently reside here on the DDP Radio Megaplex in beautiful Raleigh, North Carolina on the 174th floor here in the penthouse suite where I will climb to the top of the roof and I will climb to the top of the building. I will climb to the tallest tower on the tallest part of the tallest antenna on this building and I will stand at the tip of top. And I will balance myself good and tight. And I will look straight up to the great white north and look for the northern star, that northern glimmer of hope, that glimmer of just awesomeness that is my co-host, Crystal Stewart. And that shining light will guide us all the way through DDP Radio, live right here at DDP Radio. So welcome to the show. Crystal, how are you? I'm much better than I was last week. Thank you. Uh, all right. I was look, when I was looking for that flicker. I'm like, I better still be flickering because she's got to stick around for us because somebody needs to keep me in line here on DDP Radio. <laughs> Let's just say we're not. Are you sure that the should, inmates? Should that be me? I can't keep <laughs> yes. you in line. <laughs> we're not. A, this place isn't equipped for the inmates to run the asylum. Right? <laughs> right. Oh, how are you? Um, Cold. But other than that, yes. I mean, it's pretty much normal. Yeah, we have snow. So, yeah, it's cold. Yeah. You sent me a picture. You texted me a picture today of, of you looking down your dirt road full of snow and ice already. And the way I was looking at my picture, Katie thought somebody sent me, like, a picture of like a, just a car accident, the way my face was contorted. I'm like, if that's not the way for me. Right? It's, um, it's yeah. cold. It's like my, minus six is normal now. Yeah, that's not normal. That's yeah. not okay. That's, don't even, Just calling that normal is not okay. You mean the rest of the world doesn't think that's normal? <laughs> oh. That's funny. Oh wow! I don't even I don't even know if you're allowed to say six degree negative six on the radio. I think that's like an FCC like offensive terminology or something. <laughs> Imagine what minus fifty is going to be then. <laughs> oh man. Well, yep. in 2020 now, I guess it's I mean every day is the apocalypse, so I might as well. <laughs> <laughs> right. Might as well just keep the thing going. 
Right? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm actually, I, I actually am at the point of, like, like seriously, the one thing, like, I enjoy going out and doing things, going to music, concerts, and all this stuff, and that's been the too. biggest thing here is just realizing that, okay, when the work day is done, it's like, oh, now i got nothing to do. I actually, like, I'll sit there and mumble and like to Netflix. I just, like, Netflix is pissing me off just existing because I'm like, I watched all of you. You're just taunting me now. <laughs> <laughs> so we are seeing a bunch of reports from the states. Are you in a spot that's locking down again? Um, I think we're on the, we're in the process of getting there. Carolina is oh, really? one of those uh, areas that um, is was particularly hit hard, but I think New York and Los Angeles and like those big cities are are uh, locking down again. But I think we're going to get to a point where we might have to too. It's um, it's a, the, the the feeling is in the air. People are like reading the grocery stores again and toilet papers like now are valued higher than gold. And so it's one of those, right. I have a, there's an under underbelly of, uh, you know, nervousness in the air with all of it. But, you know, as much as it sucks too, I'm, I'm a big proponent of doing what we have to do to protect each other and just, you know, yeah, through yeah. this best we can. And if I have to wear a piece of cloth over my face for a couple of years, it's not the worst thing that could happen because I know there's a lot of people dealing with far worse. So I'm just trying to do my part to, you know, keep everyone safe and keep myself safe and my family safe and respect people who uh, are going through a lot right now. So all we can do well, is keep our side of, the, side of the street clean. Yeah, bless your heart because I'm one of those people that really appreciate those wearing a mask because I have been locked up since the first go around, which was what, March? So, yeah, I've been pretty um, uh, sick of looking at the same four walls. Yeah, like, I know. I know. That's, that's yep. incredibly frustrating for you. And you're one of those people that, you know, you know that you're the ones we're wearing the mask for. I know you're at a higher risk for this stuff. So, you know, if, uh, yep. if we can do what we can to take care of Crystal and make sure, you know, we keep her safe and keep her the uh, commodity, the Canadian hero that she is, we got we to gotta take care of her. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's been really hard well, kind of just, you know, hunkering down and staying in and stuff, but uh, you know, we're all behind you. You know, we all we're all here for you and we're all here for each other and that's what we do here at GDP Radio is one of my favorite parts of this COVID thing is, you know, a lot of people have lost a lot of social interaction or just kind of normalcy from yep. their life. And, you know, I, it's nice to come on here and talk to a whole bunch of friends and get the feedback. You know, we, we talk to people, but also throughout the week, we got a lot of feedback and interaction with people from the show. And it really uh, feels good to have people listening and, you know, people connecting with uh, people and their stories and realizing that, you know, we are you know, all in this together. And we all, it, it sounds cliche at this point, but we're all stuck here, you know, so we might as well yeah. do the best of it and try to help each other out. You know, I'm in a different country than most of the, most of our people that call in or whatever the case may be. Most of them are from the state. So, you know, I'm in a whole, I always feel like I'm a million miles away, but right now, it I don't know. I think maybe it feels a little bit further just because we're all locked up. But, you know, I guess the greatest thing is we're all together kind of in a weird way because we're all locked up. Yeah. 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 You know, who knows? This we might not even this might not even be real. This might be like a fever dream from like a episode of Dallas and we're all gonna wake up with Patrick Duffy in our shower and go back to normal. <laughs> Uh, Here's hoping. <laughs> I, 
I apologize, but um, I was stalling because I didn't see my guest on the on the queue here. But he popped up just a few minutes ago. Uh, my system here is in, I don't know. I have to refresh it. It's weird today, so I'm going to bring him on. I apologize for holding sure. holding up the show. But um, uh, Crystal, I know you've been working very hard at uh, scouring the internet for the most inspirational people and the people who are just putting in the work here at GDP Radio and GDPY, and you've looked high and low from the mountaintops to the valleys low, and you have found us another inspirational story and uh, a new person to claim that Warrior of the Week title. So yes. would you do me the honor of, uh, of introing our first guest today? Sure. So our guest this week is um, another amazing story. I can't wait to, get to talk to him, um, Albert Miller. And, you know, he – he just has a really inspiring story. Did did he just kick in? <laughs> I don't know if I should keep talking or um yeah, so there's a difference, you know, between just simply going through the paces and owning it and and when I read Albert's story and I know who he is, um it's just proof positive to me that hard work always pays off and I can't wait for you to hear his story. So please welcome our friend, Albert Miller. How y'all doing today? Good, how are you? How are you, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing real good. Uh, You're in Raleigh, my man. I'm in Wilmington. Oh, are you? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm in in Wilmington, and you're about a two-hour drive away from me. Yeah, I love it out there. We we go out there to the beaches quite often. I'm in in the middle of... (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, thank you all very much for, for having me on I, I really appreciate it oh, oh, I can't wait for everyone to hear your story oh, yeah, I'm very yeah. happy to talk. No, I'm excited I'm sorry, my, the, my lag is terrible here today I don't know if it's my system or what yeah. So please forgive me <laughs> um, uh, No, I'm good. really excited we were uh, Crystal gave me a little bit of a one sheet of, uh, of what to expect with you tonight, and I was reading up on your story, and it's like, wow. It's one of those stories that, you know, when we say we take you wherever you're, you're at at the moment, you know, when DDPY, you know, there's a lot of people that come from different places in their journey, and that we've, like I've always said, we've had Slim, who was over 600 pounds when we started, and we've had, you know, Supreme Athletes and everyone in between, Everyone has to start somewhere, and reading up in your journey, it was an incredible story, and I'm excited to uh, talk to you about it. So the first question we usually ask um, on DDP Radio is, you know, every superhero has an origin story. What is your DDPY origin story? What got you to make that first initial uh, plunge and take a, a chance at this? So I first got a hold of the YRG, uh, YRG DVDs when it was yoga for regular guys um, mm-hmm. from a buddy when I worked at a radio station in State College, Pennsylvania. And I always had the intent, you know, I was like, oh, man, this is going to be the year that I changed my life. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick those bad habits. Things are going to be great. And I did nothing with it because it was just easier to, you know, keep abusing my body and just, you know, make excuses. It was easier to do that. So I, I traded them, I think, like 75 bucks for the comic books. I got a hold of the DVD and the workout poster and I did fat burner a couple times, you know, I was like, oh, man, this is a really tough workout, but there was zero accountability. And accountability is super crucial. 
So I just never, I never did anything with it. It was just easier for me to put it in a drawer and just, you know, keep getting worse. So between 2015 and 2020, you know, life happens. I put on a metric ton of weight. And then I think it was March, uh, my wife comes in the room. And, you know, at at this point I'm dealing with, you know, really bad issues. I'm sleeping maybe 45 minutes a night. I'm falling asleep in places you should not be falling asleep. You know, I'm going to the doctors because I'm having heart issues. My doctors are telling me, hey, you know, I really didn't think I was going to see you because, and I was like, well, why? And they're like, well, because, you know, we thought you were going to die. As if it was like, you know, the sky is blue today. And so I'm dealing with all that. I'm not sleeping, you know, and when I do sleep, I'm it's usually like I'm in the shower, you know, and I fall asleep and, you know, fall down. Bad things are happening. You know, this is, this is not good. So my wife comes in and she says, hey, uh, it's over. You know, I've met somebody, you know, like I need you to move out. So, you know, this is, this is March. Whenever, you know, Crystal said, you know, everything started locking down then. Everything's uncertain. We have no idea what's going on. I'm dealing with health issues. The COVID pandemic's happening. You know, it sucks all around. So, you know, I've been with the woman for 20 years. So my entire world just like completely the bottom fell out. And there's no better way to describe that. So I had to... You had to get up and move. You know, it was survival instinct. You know, she needs me to go. She's involved with somebody else. I don't need to be there. So I get up and I, I find a place to live, and I'm, I'm, I'm going on the automatic. You know, that was the first spark of I'm going to start making good decisions for myself. So I chose to rent an apartment on a third floor because it's going to make me take stairs. You know, I'm going to be forced to do that. I'm going to be forced to walk across the parking lot. My health was so bad, and I didn't even realize this. I had to call buddies to help me move, and I got all, I, you know, I helped get my stuff in there, but I think, like, the first trip moving my stuff in, like, I was done. You know, I, that was pretty close to just, you know, heart failure, or, you know, it felt like it. I'm not saying it was there, but my buddies are, they're like, listen, just go upstairs, we'll move your stuff in, you know, just sit down. And that's, that was a big slap in the face to just how health, unhealthy I was whenever my buddies were moving my stuff in because they didn't want me to die on them. So I did. Uh, wow. I finally dust off those DVDs, and I was like, you know what? If I'm gonna hurt, I might as well hurt for a good cause. You know, either it's it, it, you can either eat your feelings, which I was prepared to do. Don't get me wrong. This southern food down here is delicious, right? I mean, you know, there were there were options to eat my feelings, or <laughs> I could put the DVDs in and I could just, you know, work through that. And that's what I did. I started working through it. My buddy notices I'm changing, you know, I'm, I'm taking weight off, I'm feeling good. He's like, hey, what are you doing? And I said, well, let me tell you about Diamond Dallas Page and his yoga program. And he's, like, oh, well, he's like, oh, DDP just came out with a book. You know, if you're really enjoying this stuff, maybe you should check it out. So I was like, well, hell, I'll be happy to. And I stopped by Barnes & Noble that night, and I pick up Positively Unstoppable. And I, I think I consumed the whole thing cover to cover in three days. And, wow, that's, that's one where everything turned around. Because I could have quit doing the DVDs again, you know, because I'd started them before and I quit. But reading the books is what flipped the switch for, for accountability for me. Wow. That's, I mean, Absolutely so much not. of your story resonates with what, my, what I feel like when I started. You know, in 2011 when I started doing DDPY, 
you know, people always say, you know, oh, when you hit rock bottom, you'll you'll turn it all around. And I always say that's BS because I've hit 7,500 rock bottoms and there's been a million reasons for me to turn things around. But if you're just going to buy DVDs and you've got this problem, this lifelong problem of being overweight and, you know, not being able to exercise and if you buy a set of DVDs, nothing changes. You're not going to change. No. You just have another pair of uh, another. You have another set of DVDs in your shelf. When no, I if I when it first clicked with yeah. me for DDPY, is when I listened to that DDPY audio book that, that he used to send out with the MP3s. And when all those things started making sense to me, and all the, the things started making sense to me, I realized that my head was one of the biggest problems. And if I was to get my head straight, I realized I could get myself to the workout. There's not a motivation fairy that's just going to sprinkle it on somebody who's been battling this their whole life and suddenly everything changes. You've got to rewire your thought process. And that's what the initial thing that I find most people successful with DDPY do when they start the program. If you just start the program out of nowhere, you'll probably do it for a while, but you really got to get your head straight if you really want to make this a life change. If I were any good at being self-motivated, at to be able to make the DBD successful on their own, I don't think I would have been in the spot that I was to begin with, you know, because I would I would have had a little more self-control. And the honestly, the app has been a blessing, but that book really just turned it on for for keeping myself accountable. And then you watch the Living Life at ninety percent, you know, ninety per ninety percent video that's on, uh, yep. you know, the internet, you know that. That's another thing. You know, you take a second, you breathe, and then you realize that life doesn't happen to you. It just happens. And you're in complete control of whatever happens. It's like you're, it's like you're driving a car, right? And someone jumps out in front of you. You have an option to, you know, you slam on the brake. What do you do next? You know, you can, yeah, you can give the guy the business, or you can keep going on and be thankful that you still have an opportunity to breathe. Those are, those are choices you can make. And before that, I didn't have that mindset. It was like, oh, man. You know, I'm just I feel so bad. I'm just going to I'm going to continue eating those feelings cuz that is what's comfortable. And change doesn't happen in comfortable. Change happens in moments no. of uncomfortable. Mhm. I agree. Yeah, very yeah. much so. That's I mean, that's that's the key right there. That's that's, you know, what it's all about. And, you know, you you you've come to that point where you're open to change and your mind is ready to change. And, you know, you're probably forced into it at some point between your health, you know, your, your, your relationship situation and all these things kind of were, you know, a catalyst for change, but ultimately that's not possible until you start rewiring your thought process and rewiring your brain. And I'm not saying that DDP has all the answers. He's not some kind of, you know, just fix it all. But when he talks to you in the, in those movies and those DVDs and, you know, in person and stuff, he starts to make a lot of sense, especially to somebody yep. who's chronically feeling these things, um, you know, and having all these, you know, issues that go lifetimes uh, worth of doubt and non-motivation and stuff. And I still to this day, about once a year, you know, go back and just really kind of just fundamentally listen to those MP3s. Because sometimes, you know, when you hear a million things, you know, all over the DDPY community, live life in 90%, own your life and stuff, like all those things just roll off the tongue. But I make a point to go back and just really think about where I was and what those meant to me the first time I heard them, because it becomes some kind of automatic when you've been doing this for so long. 
And it really is important to kind of reconnect with that message. And, and it really does kind of ignite the fire again all over when you really think about the power behind the things that, you know, really got you started. And, you know, it's exciting to hear someone like you who's, who's newer at this, you know, just getting into the, the program and starting to have success and hearing that fire and excitement in your voice because you're on the cusp of some huge, you know, life changes. And that's pretty inspiring in itself. I still pretty, it still makes me kind of uncomfortable when people say, Oh, I'm such an inspiration. Cause I don't, you know, there are so many other folks who have, who have done really inspiring stuff like Arthur who served our country and, you know, was, was injured, you know, doing paratrooping activities to me right now. All I feel like is I'm doing is I'm undoing a little bit of abuse and neglect that I've done to myself. Um, but one of my favorite things to do is I love encouraging folks because that Facebook group is absolutely amazing. Absolutely phenomenal. I love encouraging people on and like letting them know, Hey, I've been there. I, I, you know, I know what you're struggling with, but you've got this. And I think those are, those three words are probably the most powerful words I've heard in the last, oh, good, you know, 10, 15 years, because people mean it when they say it. You've got this. You know, they're being sincere. They're not just saying empty words. They're, it's really that hard to encourage. So I'm, I'm always happy to say folks, tell them that, that they've got it. But I mean it with sincerity. You know, like, I, I know that you've got this. Um, it's just hard for I – don't, I don't see while I'm doing anything different than just following a program and undoing the abuse of my body, but it is a wonderful thing. And like you said, DDP doesn't have all the answers, but what DDP does is he equips your mindset so that you go out and find the answers. And I think that's more yep. important than actually having is that, you know, you're equipped Very to so. – I don't know what it is, but I'm willing to go out and find the answers. And that, that has also been – absolutely huge and part of the, the owning it mindset. You know, it was really ironic when I went to um, the summit in Georgia and there you walk in and there's people absolutely everywhere. And there's a circle of people around Dallas. Of course there would be, but um, mm-hmm. it's, it's funny because I came across a couple of people that were kind of reserved and they were standing back from the circle and I said, well, you know, why don't you go up and say hi to Dallas? And they're like, oh, you know, I can't tell him my story or, you know, it doesn't matter or whatever the case may be. Yeah, it does matter. It matters a lot because I really do believe, and even with Dallas, it's, you know, to make up the decision for him that he wouldn't understand, I think he's come across absolutely every kind of person in the world. And he is probably one of the most understanding people I know. But you can't get to where you want to be if you don't make peace with where you are. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I was smart back in the day. Like, I remember reading the wrestling dirt sheets when Dallas took that jackknife from, from Kevin Nash and hearing, yep. like, oh, you know, his career's done. He's He's over with. And then – uh, it was a couple months later, you know, people start the word start coming out. He's doing yoga now, and at the time it was kind of like, oh, hey, GDP's doing yoga. But then, like, he started catching catching momentum and stuff. It's like, wow. And then to see him make that comeback, you know, for yeah. I was fifteen, sixteen, maybe seventeen, and to see you know Dallas get the strap, and I was like, oh man, that is awesome. That is so cool. And he was someone who just would not take it on the chin. He was not okay getting the answer he got, and nope. 
rolling with it. And that's, you know, I used to take a lot of guff when I was younger because I was so involved in professional wrestling, like, like obsession levels. Like, if it were today, you'd be like the Real Housewives of whatever city you want to put it in. I was that <laughs> obsessed with professional wrestling. And, you know, for and I think it's funny now that I've turned so much of my life around because of, of a, such a superstar professional wrestler because you best believe when I'm going back to my high school reunion and I'm just now entering my skinny years and people start asking, oh, my God, what are you doing? Like, well, you remember how you busted my chops about professional wrestling? Bang. <laughs> right. Oh, I'm living uh, that moment. You know, I, I, one of the greatest, and I got to say this, one of the greatest moments is, you know, I was doing, when, when we were doing the show and we, Dallas used to be here every week on the show and, you know, you're, you're, I'm, I've got some really cool opportunities to, you know, take them through tours of New England and drive them through, like, you know, work with them through those type of things and big expos and stuff. And my parents always thought it was really cool, but it didn't really connect with them until my dad, you know, when my parents moved, my dad was going through the old house and they pulled up a Rubbermaid bin of like all my old wrestling stuff. And he popped it open. And the first thing is there's a hot muscle car that I got at Toys R Us that had DDP on it. And then my dad really clicked. He was like, Oh no, he's like, he's like doing it with his like childhood hero. And it was so impressive to him. And it was such a cool moment because, you know, being a wrestling person, there's a lot of people that dismissed it, which I do find interesting now that so many people that I went to high school with that would, you know, I would hide my wrestling fandom from, I find out later in life we're all wrestling fans, which is interesting because now they're all wearing all of, t-shirts all of them and admitting, <laughs> admitting they were all wrestling fans. And meanwhile, you're just trying to keep it in the closet. But I always found that kind of funny too. <laughs> but no, it's a cool, it's a cool moment, you know, and it's one of those full circle moments, you know, some people don't find themselves in high school, some people are outcast, some people are, you know, overweight, and, and don't really care themselves. But then there's a time where a lot of those people turn themselves around. And it's always fun going back to the ring and, and, you know, grasping the, the reactions and stuff. And, you know, that was a sole motivation for me for years. I'm not going to shove it in everyone's face when I go to my high school reunion, (laughs) but um, (laughs) it is, it's one of those things that like, it's, it's, you take pride in seeing people that you haven't seen in a while. You know, you know, that when you walk into a room, you're feeling good about where you're at and that's going to be a special thing for you in many, many things in the future. Oh, for sure. And and I'll tell you, high school is such a, I don't, I don't know where y'all went to high school, but, I went to a really small high school in central Pennsylvania that had maybe 400 kids in the entire building. When you're in a high school that small, everybody knows everybody. And they never have, you know, by the time I graduated, I have said everything I wanted to say to those folks up until recently. But when you're in a small school like that and you're that young, you're trying to figure out who you are. And for the most part, we don't know. And when you don't know who you are, you try to find things that are, that will grant security, like being in numbers. So, like, being in the popular clip, that click, that is security in numbers. And then it be, kind of becomes an eat-or-be-eaten mentality. Like, well, if they're picking on Albert over here, they're not picking on me, so we should probably encourage that to go down. And, you know, it, it's, it's that young mentality. And, you know, you let go of those kind of things as you get older. And a lot of people I went to high school with have turned out to be fantastic parents. A lot of them started businesses in that small town that I hated. And – but high school is that it's so traumatic for young people. So traumatic. Because yeah. it is during the of years. That's why it feels like, you know, high school and even college was a big chunk of your life. And really it was only, what, six, seven years? 
more if you went to a big high school. But it feels like it was such a big part of your life because it was during those formative years and you really have a different conception of what time is. As you get older, you realize, wow, that wasn't really that big of a deal. But that's why DDP having a program for, for younger folks, like for kids, you know, I get so, so excited about you know, kids who are doing that. I've been telling my sister and her youngins about, about you know, the program I'm doing because I, I come from a, a pretty, you know, healthy eating family. So, you know, we all, all could benefit from it. But my niece was like, oh, hey, you know, I want to do what Uncle Albert's doing. And I said, well, if you download uh-huh. the app, they've got a great workout for kids. You know, it's in people my age, I'm 36 years old. And when I was younger, the nutrition education was so backwards. You know, it was, they were trying to boil it down to simple concepts. If you want to lose weight, you just eat less. If you want to gain weight, you eat more. Well, it's not that simple. You know, the body runs on fuel. It doesn't matter. You know, well, it matters. But, you know, having a basket full of empty calories will affect your body different than a basket full of calories coming from fruits, vegetables, and lean proteins. So nutrition education was so, just so backwards. And, you know, that's what's great about the app, too, is that there was so much great nutrition information. It took me the hard way to realize that my ex-wife loved cooking pasta. And, you know, I loved eating it. But after I'd eat a big bowl of it, I'd want to sleep. And that was my body telling me, hey, knucklehead, whatever you're putting in your body, I don't agree with. So that's what, you know, led to that discovery journey that, Okay, I carbs. My body doesn't like carbs, but I do run well on lean proteins, or you know, lean proteins with raw vegetables and raw fruits. And that was just such an incredible epiphany. And when I when I moved out, I had to go grocery shopping for myself for the first time because I hadn't done it in 20 years. I had the freedom then to be like, okay, well, what do I have to lose? You know, if I'm going to buy this way, if I if I can't survive on it, I'll just go back buying garbage. But in a, in a sink or swim moment, I really swam, and that was awesome. That's awesome, man. And you know, you, you made a great point there too. You um, we're talking about getting young people started, and you know, you and I are about the same age. Probably went to high school at the same time. You know, around the same time mm-hmm. period. You know, growing up, um, I was overweight. I was, you know, pretty overweight, and uh, my parents, you know. I got to give them credit. They tried. They really tried. And they were so, you know, they were willing to explore any avenue. And I was three bills in high school, pretty much on the even the whole entire high school. Um, my parents, I remember I was so resentful to all their efforts, like nothing, nothing against them, but everything they tried. You know, when you're a high school kid, you're just a shit, too. Like, I, I always say I never got in trouble with the law. I never did drugs or anything like that. I was just a mouth. I was a loud mouth and I had all the answers <laughs> and I was just a shit. No, but you know what? You know, my parents <laughs> tried really hard. And they, I remember they sent me to this fat camp when I was younger to help me lose weight. And, you know, that was a sacrifice for them. My parents weren't, you know, rich, wealthy people. And to send me two months all summer to this camp in the Catskill mountains was a real, real sacrifice for them. And I was so resentful towards that that when I got home, I wanted to see how quickly I could gain back the weight they forced me to lose. I was feeling better. I was looking better. I was doing better. The girls were talking to me, but just in my head, I had to be right. So I came home and auto-corrected my body back to its normal <laughs> normal size, <laughs> just out of resentment. But I'm just – I was talking about – because I'm just saying, like, 
my parents couldn't tell me. I had all the answers. But if somebody like mm-hmm. Diamond Dallas Page at that time was telling me yep. all this stuff via an app or a DVD, he's somebody I'd listen to. He's somebody I watched on TV. I respected. I loved. You know, not that I didn't respect all of my parents, which I probably didn't at the time, but, you know, you grow up. But also, if I had that delivery system through somebody like that when I was a kid, I think it would have stuck better. And I think it's important, especially for young people, to have these positive messages in a delivery system that's, you know, interesting for them or enticing for them to listen to. Because there's certain people they won't listen to and there's certain people they will. And those are things that you can get those kids in early if you deliver it in the right, you know, the right platform. I was sitting there thinking – I was sitting down thinking, like, why is this program working for me better than any other program? Because there had to be a reason. And I was the same way. You know, I, when I was a kid, the movie Heavyweights came out. Okay. <laughs> and I grew up as a large child named Albert, okay? I hated Bill Cosby before everyone else did, okay? My first grade oh. teacher would show fat out and it was not funny because kids are mean, you know? Yeah. Growing oh. up with, with a large child, child with the name Albert, I mean, that is awful. So I'm sitting there thinking, okay, why is DDP Yoga working better for me than anything else? And the truth of it is, it's because he's encouraging. He makes you feel good. You know, you watch different workout programs. It's like, man, I'm not working hard enough. I haven't earned the love of the workout instructor. I need to, I need to kill myself about it. And then you fall off the wagon because you start resenting it. It's like, well, what, you know, why do I need to impress this, this joker? DDP, you know, Dallas is telling you, like, hey, you know, here's your modification. And it is completely okay if you do the modification because you yep. can keep working on it. It's stronger. There's no other workout program in the world that does that. He, there's no – Jillian Michaels isn't doing it. Um, you know, Billy Blanks isn't doing it. You know, there's this there, – and I'm, people have had success with those programs, and I'm happy for them. I can't do those kind of programs. So that's why GDPY works for me so well. And when you have someone that you respect, like, like Diamond Dallas Page – and he's giving you permission that it's, hey, you know what? It is perfectly okay that you cannot do this right now because you're going to. I believe in you. It reminded me of a high school wrestling coach because I wrestled for a year in ninth grade. And the coach's name was um, Coach Jones, and he was absolutely fantastic because it was more important that we loved the sport of wrestling, that we had fun, than it was to, you know, kill yourself on the mat or have to be the best. It was just all about enjoying the sport and getting used to the motions. I tried out for varsity the next year, and the coach spent an hour and a half knocking me around and telling me that I had to cut weight through Thanksgiving. No, thank you. I ain't doing it. You know, that was a little around the time where guys were wearing rubber suits to try to cut weight, and they're getting, you know, kidney failure. I, I wanted no part of that, mostly because I still resented authority. But, you know, that's, a, that's something a lot of us go through. But when you sit down and do, like, I just did um, Synergy 40 before I got on the phone with y'all. <laughs> You know, that is so encouraging. He's telling you you're going to get stronger, and he says it with conviction. And you really believe, because you know he's being sincere. That is why the program has worked out so well for me so far. Albert, have you ever met Dallas? I have not met him, but I've spoken to him over the phone. Yeah, he is um, He's an incredible person. He, um, he has this ability to believe in you before you can believe in you. And, you know, as weird as that sounds, not everyone who comes through the front door here has had, you know, a good history. 
So, you know, it's really amazing to meet someone like Dallas, who is very recognizable, um, mm-hmm. that, you know, he believes in you and he, he knows that you can do it. And I think, you know, one of the biggest things in all the workouts is when he says, I believe in you, you're getting better every day, you're getting stronger. That's huge. That's huge for people. For sure. Because not everyone has someone around them to say that I'm proud of you. Right, exactly. Those little moments of affirmation will take you extremely far in life. It's like the study that if you talk to your your housemates are going to grow better. We are biological organisms too. Someone that prominent saying that they're proud of you and that you're that you're doing great makes a world of difference. Sure does. And you know, there's and it's not just because his name he he owns the show and and he keeps the lights on in this building this show, but um. I, I got to say it, you know, I've been around him for long stretches of time where he's running 12 hour days, 14 hours days, 16 hour days. And I'm just trying to get him to his room fast enough to wake up, to do it again the next day. And a lot of those times they're coinciding with either fitness events or wrestling events or something. And so there's a lot of people who knows who he is. And there's a lot of people that come yeah. up to him on the streets or in these conventions or anything. And I got to be honest with you. I've been around a lot of wrestlers. I've worked in the wrestling business. I've worked in the music business, you know, working with well-known bands that, you know, have fans that run up to them, tell them that they saved their lives or whatever have you. Um, when Dallas tells her, you know, when someone tells DDP a story of their lives, it's probably a similar story to the one he's heard probably about 20,000 times before somebody, it's always coming up to him and giving their story. And yep. I've been so taken aback by the, how that experience never gets jaded with him and how excited he gets in that moment when someone tells them their success. It's something he's probably heard 20,000 times before, but he's not just acting excited. He's genuinely excited. And when they walk away and we're driving home, it's not one of those things where he just, you know, you're out of your mind. He goes, did you see that guy that came up to me and lost that weight? You know, did call him, tell him to text me those pictures or he's like following through and he, he lives with that on the way home. It's not just a, a disposable transaction with him. And people don't believe me when they say that because there's so many people in DDPY and this has become such a huge community. They don't really believe me when I tell them how much he is hands-on with people's stories and people's journeys. And it's one of the most respectable things. It makes me proud to do this yep. with him and proud to be on the show and, you know, and you know, do this. It's 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 really special. And he's one of one in a million, probably the only DDP he'll ever have or ever see. The last line in the book, positively unstoppable. He says that he hopes he uh, that we come up to him in the grocery store and tell him our stories, and that he sincerely hopes that 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 happens. And I read that and I was like, you know, I don't think he's buffaloing me here. I think he really he really means that. And that's why that book was so powerful to me is because that book is so full of sincerity. You know, even if you're not a wrestling fan, because a lot of, you know, a lot of folks just aren't, you know, they don't, they don't have the endearment to it that the guy, you know, folks like us do. Even if you're not a wrestling fan, there's still so much powerful energy in that book. And I keep going on and on about the book, but like my copy has got like flags in it. You know, I've got like yep. the motivational flag. I've got the recipe flag, you know, quotes that I really enjoy that keeps me going if I'm having a low day. That book has got so much powerful information for just any person. I could, I could give it to, you know, my uncle and be like, hey, you know, you might not like professional wrestling, but give this a read. And there's something in it for everyone. And that's why yeah. just that book was so huge. Like, I get just so excited telling people about it. 
And there are times where I kind of feel like a little bit of a cult leader, you know, saying like, you know, hey, you should, you know, <laughs> go <in> it. <laughs> you know, I'm, but I'm okay doing I'm so genuinely excited about the changes I've made and the, the how much belief I have that so many other people are just going to take so much out of this. And that's why I get so excited to talk to people about it. And you know, sorry, Mike, when you get in the room with Dallas, I mean, one of the biggest takeaways I took, took away from the summit is he is amazingly authentically himself. I mean, he, he's just right. He, there's no one like him. And that's wonderful. I started doing, I really got serious about, about DDP yoga. I was at 35 years old, you know, and I'm, I'm sitting there thinking like, you know, God, this sucks. Starting over again. You know, some other guy living in my house, you know, to hell with that guy. You know, like I can't start over now. I'm 35 years old. I'm too old for this. You know, like I, I sank my retirement into buying a house. Like I'm too old for this. And then you remember that someone we all know went to the WCW power plant when he was 35 years old. I work in all yep. the young clubs. You know, if Dallas can do it, then I just need to suck it up and get on with it. No, that's yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, and and it's inspiring, and you can hear the excitement and the passion in your voice, and you know, it is when people first take this journey, it really is. It it lights a fire in your belly, and you get excited, and you want to talk to people about it, and you want to show people your progress, and it really is. There's an energy about it that like is contagious, and and you know. Uh, it's exciting to see where it's going to go. And you talked about starting over and stuff. And, it, you know, you're I'm this much many pounds when you start or this with somebody's this many pounds and I have this way to go. And they're like, it just seems daunting and just difficult to just start over. But you know what? It's mm-hmm. not because it's going to be the best time in your life because the best time isn't hitting the goal, hitting the finish lines along the way and learning, realizing I can go up these stairs without getting blown up. I can go you know, tie my shoes without getting winded or I can get off the chair without making noises. You know, all these little things along the way, that's those things that you didn't even realize were just obstacles in your life start dropping off the wayside. And that's the best part of this. It's not the finish line. It's not my goal. weight. not that there ever is a finish line. It's the process. That's the most beautiful part to hear your excitement in the moment and hearing how excited you are. It's it's it really you know reconnects with when I first started and you started really you know feeling that passion. Anytime that some like at work, you know at work people are like oh man my back's so stiff so I'm like oh well let me show you something called a bent legged barback <laughs> you know like that kind of thing but when even at work people are like oh this is so daunting I don't want to do it that you know okay well you could give them the stage advice of. Well, the journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. Or, you know, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. You know, the, more, the most important thing is just getting that step and then making the next one. Next thing you know, you're walking along. You don't even realize you're doing it. The law of accumulation is, is super important, too. You know, it's just like the law of attraction. You know, if you believe you, – Dallas says it himself, whether you believe you can or you can't, you're yep. right. So, you know, the law of attraction, law of accumulation, you know, you're doing the work. Most important thing is to love the process. You know, I love being able to, um, you know, when I do the fold forward, I can get my palms on the floor. You know, my knees are bent, but I can do it. Or when I'm doing, uh, you know, when Dallas tells you to get a knee off the mat, I can do it. I couldn't do that stuff seven months ago. 
And seven months ago, I was at my worst health that I possibly could be. Doctors are saying, I thought you were going to die. And they said it as if it was, you know, oh, it's Tuesday. Like, they just had completely written me off. And I was having none of that. So, you know, if I'm going to hurt, you know, I might as well hurt from working out and a broken heart instead of, you know, a broken heart and, you know, eating my weight in Ben and Jerry's. It's, it's a different kind of hurt. You know, there's a different kind of heart. You can, you can choose what you're going to endure. I was just super fortunate enough to have things in line, a buddy who was in the fitness to tell me to get the book. And that's why I tell anyone who asks me what I'm doing, look, well, I can't do yoga. I can't do that. It's like, well, no, you can because there's, you know, chair force one, there's the bed flex, you know, you start doing these things, your results are going to accumulate. And I'm uh, starting the diamond cutter workouts here soon just to give it a try <laughs> to see if I like, you know, yeah, <laughs> I know, you know, <laughs> I had that same reaction when I was, you know, being told that, you know, when I thought I was going to start Synergy. Because, you know, like 45 minutes? What is this madness? You know, but it's getting excited about those challenges. It's like, you know what? I'm going to start the Diamond Cutter workout, and I'm going to crawl into bed that night, but I'm going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> There's always somewhere to go. For sure. <laughs> you know, and I, I just I have no idea where this is going to take me, but I know that lasting change especially in a weight loss journey, it has to be a complete lifestyle change. You have to, you know, you can't be like, oh, I'm going to lose a ton of weight so I can go back to eating pizza again. You can eat pizza right now, and the result's going to be the same. It's going to do unhealthy things to your body. No one has ever said, oh, I had a lot of success with the Papa John's diet. It's never happened. You know, you, you, and that's why restrictive diets never worked for me. You know, you're watching the movie Heavyweight, or I was born with two front teeth, so the born-to-eat jokes got really old really quick. Restrict diets just don't work for me. But I can, you know, load up on as many fruits and vegetables as I want. You start experimenting with recipes, like, oh, I wonder if this is going to taste good and it's good for me. So that discovery of things you can eat is something to be really excited about, you know? And, you know, there are all pizza options. I'm sorry? Sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, you said no, there are pizza options. You know, you can make it out of, you know, cauliflower or whatever it is, but, you know, you don't eat pizza five days a week. But if that once-in-a-while treat, there are much healthier options for you. It's amazing when you start making the changes and you start deciding that you're worth more than you've ever given yourself. Wow. I mean, that, that it's a game-changer. It's a, it's a complete game-changer because you're not content to stay where you are because mm-hmm. you've already left and you're on your way to somewhere completely different. There's an old proverb, and I feel like I heard it from Les Brown. He said, if there's no enemy within, the enemy outside can do you no harm. So right. I, love, I love Albert Miller right now. You know, He's a pretty swell guy. He's good looking, getting better looking by the day. I didn't like myself. I didn't like him before. You know, I didn't like him because every time I looked in the mirror, you know, I could just see the abuse I was doing to myself. You know, I was wearing – the evidence of the the bodily neglect every single day. And I just hated looking at myself. But now every time I go into the bathroom, I'm like, oh, my bathroom's haunted by this really good-looking, charming ghost. Nope, it's (laughs) the bathroom here. It's just me. Can I ask you you a question, Albert? You can ask me anything. Sorry, go ahead. Um, did Did you realize how bad you felt when you started to feel good? Yes. And, uh... Yeah. The notice... I think the big, like, aha moment for me was 
my office was locked down and we were not having interactions with the corporate office. So when the president of the company comes by after not seeing me for three months, he's like, whoa, what are you? You're dropping a ton of weight. I, I don't see <laughs> it in the mirror, you know, because I'm used to seeing, seeing myself all the time. I don't notice when I'm taking off weight, but other people do. So when the president right. of the company says, hey, you know, good, good for you, That's, that was like, wow, I like myself today. That's awesome. And, you know, they, you know they, they say, you know, no one can do more damage to you than you. So when you're looking at yourself in the mirror every day and you're seeing your abuser in the mirror every day, the person that's dragging you down, the person that's beating you up, making all the bad choices. But as soon as that image starts to turn around and you start looking at yourself with respect in the mirror and you start seeing your better qualities, that itself it's something amazing. It's something beautiful. No longer do you see your abuser. You see your, I don't know, your, your uh, motivator or your inspirer or the person who's, who's doing the work to make you better. So you get a better, a way better relationship with that person in the mirror. And I think that's, that's going to drive you moving forward because I don't care how much, People say, you know, hate, they say hate is a hell of a motivator. In certain ways it is, but in certain ways, hate also just robs you of any, you know, motivation or will. And if you hate what you're looking at, you see no reason to save it. And I think once you right. change that relationship, you're on your way to, you know, working together with that mirror and making you a better person overall. I remember reading in my hometown paper this. And you got to understand, I can't, you know, the town I came from, just everyone thought they were the most important goldfish in that fishbowl. And it was a really tiny fishbowl. But this lady wrote this, this opinion article. She's like, oh, I went to the beach and I saw this chubby boy and I just felt so bad for him. He doesn't know what, health, what healthy lifestyle he's missing. And I got mad. I was like, you know, lady, no one knows what that child is missing more than that child does. You know, he yeah. was having a good day. That is, he wanted to go to the beach, and then you took it upon yourself to call him out for it because, oh, you're just, you know, the war on fat. Because I promise you, no one's fighting that war worse than that kid is. And, you know, you're not helping him feel good about himself. You know, those sort of things. But if you love yourself, you know, you get excited about things. Like, I'm off for the next two weeks, so I'm planning on going in on the Wrightsville Beach and, you know, maybe doing yoga on the beach. I don't know. I've got options, you know. Like, it's just when you're willing to go out and be seen and feel good and you, and you, you're comfortable getting off the mat and feeling good. Life is just so different. You know, life is just so the sun shines brighter. The air is a little sweeter. Mm. The drive to work has, you know, better songs on the radio. Things are just good for me anyway. And I, I, you know what? I love, I love, love, love that you said that because there's two options I always, and I mean, I raised my kids this way. So, you know, they'd be going on and on and on about something. And I said, okay, but are you making it an option or is it a priority? And I see that with you hugely, hugely, because, you know, you go through some things and everything is a default. You know, you just kind of go through the paces or whatever, and then suddenly you make the decision to change or, you know, you're thrown into change or whatever the case may be. 
but change is made nonetheless. And you're so much, you feel so much better for it. And that's amazing. You know, again, I could have, I could have really sank in the other direction. I could have let depression really just take my life away. And I'm getting healthier and I'm not doing it for anyone other than me. I'm not doing it to get revenge so that, you know, when I walk into divorce court, then my ex-wife's like, oh, my God, look at what I'm missing. I'm doing it for Albert, you know, because Albert's, you know, I'm taking care of Albert right now because the person who swore till death was part said that she wasn't interested in the job anymore. So now it's completely up to me. And I'm doing a much better job than the previous manager, you know. Like, and, and those times when you feel good about yourself and you feel good about taking care of yourself you, and you feel like you're doing a good job, you're taking control out of someone else's hands. And whenever someone else is in control of your health, you've given that control. You know, I didn't oh. – no, no one said, Albert, I'm going to take care of you because you can't do it. I willingly gave them that control. And at the same time, I willingly took it back. I'm so proud of you. You gave yourself a promotion. That's so I did. awesome. <laughs> no, I, I love it. And, you know, we, we – well, those of us who deal with weight problems, you know, food is a drug to us. You know, food is Absolutely. always, you know, it's a drug. And uh, I, once you kind of get out of that, you know, fuzziness and you start motivated and working out and eating better, you realize that DDP yoga is a way better drug. In fact, this drug is so good that it shouldn't be legal because it feels so good. And I can hear in your voice that you're high on it. You know, you feel great. You know, there's a certain buzz that comes from when you're really in the pocket with DDPY and I can see that you're there and I can see that you're in it for the long haul and you're going to maintain it and I hope that you'll come back and talk to us sometime in the future uh, about where you're at you know going forward give us a little bit of an update because I think your story is important I think there's a lot of people who can get a lot from it and I think that you're going to be one of those guys that's uh, sticking around here and uh, you're going to you're going to have your name on the wall you know so to speak you're going to be one of those stories that we're just floating around here telling people, come on over. The water's fine. Everything's cool here at DDPY. <laughs> so we appreciate you guys coming in, and I appreciate you telling your story, and I appreciate, uh, you know, you sharing some of that fire and inspiration with us. I can't believe the hour went by quickly. Oh, well, I appreciate you all having me. Um, I hope you all are doing well. Crystal, I hope the weather improves. Um, but, you know, uh-huh. it's not a work for a state company. If you want to move down to North Carolina, you know, I, I could probably help make it. <laughs> But uh, thank you guys so much for you know just really giving me the chance to talk about it. I'm super excited and uh, I feel good about it. Awesome, and we appreciate it. Uh, and and keep moving forward, keep kicking ass, man. And uh, you know maybe I'll see you around uh, at some one of the uh, wrestling events or something here in North Carolina. I'm around quite a bit, so uh, keep in touch, brother. And boss. All right, you guys take care. All right, thank you very much. You okay. too. Thank you so much, man. I can't. It was quickly. The, the hour just flew by. Um, so really Crystal, thank yes. you so much for uh, for you know booking that uh, Warrior of the Week, another inspirational story. You keep topping yourself week after week, keep bringing the goods. Yes. So I'm going to depend on you to fire us off into the foreseeable future with uh, an inspirational quote. Now to clear things up, we are here for the uh, Thanksgiving's next week. We're on next Wednesday, and then we're off for two weeks. I think is the right. Yep. Okay. 
Well, we got one more show, and then you're going to have to use that uh, to kind of pull you through a couple weeks because we've got a couple weeks off for the holiday. But before uh, we get rid of go to next show, we've got to finish up this one, and I bet you have an awesome quote for us to uh, fire us off into next week. I do. And you know what? It's a great quote. I read Albert's story a few times over, and this quote kind of just found its way to me. So um, I'm not sure who said it, but it's a great quote, and it deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. So here we go. Being challenged in life is inevitable. Being defeated is optional. I love it. I love it. I said that, by the way. Oh, did I, just you? Want to, I just want to take I just want to take credit for all uncredible you know they say such and such anonymous or like uncredited I'm just going to start taking credit for all the quotes that are no longer have, don't have names attached to them so I'll just like Good steal all Confucius material but no I, I love that that's awesome well thank you guys so much uh, another awesome episode here of DDP Radio live at ddpradio.com before we get going I got to remind you we have the Black Friday sale the huge Black Friday sale for DDPY. You've seen all the advertising and all that stuff. And if you haven't had a chance to see the DDPY, um, the the live animation thing that we do every year, the one with DDP and Freddy Krueger and Jake Roberts, the guys who do that are just absolutely unbelievable. And they do that for the Black Friday sale and the uh, Christmas sale and um, it really looks like it's put out by like Pixar or something, a big league studio and stuff. And those guys are, are top notch. So uh, if you guys haven't seen the black Friday stuff yet, I'm kind of ramping because I'm trying to pull it up here. I'm kind of killing time, but here we go. Uh, <laughs> head over to DDP radio, uh, DDP yoga, DDPY.com. Uh, the black Friday sale is up there. 30% off app subscriptions and all DVD sets. The offer is November 18th through the 30th. Use coupon code black Friday. It's the biggest sale. There's all kinds of amazing stuff. So also a great Christmas present. If you want to gift somebody in your life, a, a fresh start or gift them something that may turn their lives around. I highly recommend you head over to ddpy.com and grab a, uh, advantages of that black friday sale cyber monday black friday sale uh can't get any better than that all sizes t-shirts workout gear apparel mats you know what the deal is so head over there ddpyoga.com uh until next week thank you guys so much we appreciate you listening we appreciate all the feedback and the interaction crystal is crushing it with a facebook page uh if you google ddp radio the facebook page is up there we're having some great conversations on that as well and until next week thank you so much crystal for all your hard work. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, thank you. I know it's Canada, and your Thanksgiving is different than ours, but I'm going to wish you Thanksgiving anyways, because Thanksgiving is about family and fun and food, and right here, you're my family. You're my partner here every Wednesday night, and I appreciate you, and I am thankful for you, and I am thankful for your family, too, for allowing you to spend this time with us every week. I'm thankful for you, too, and Katie. Oh, don't bring her into this. She doesn't need any more credit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Happy we'll see you guys next week. Happy Thanksgiving. See you guys. Yeah. It today, man. That was a great workout, man. The power bomb set up by Paige. Oh! He's in a diamond cutter. I don't believe it. Wow. Diamond cutter out of the power bomb. For 
going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work and most importantly, own your life. This has been a presentation of DDP Yoga and Blog Talk Radio. Gobble, 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 gobble.